You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Steady Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan and Del Tori. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the same corner, same time. What was your boys' weekend like? Nick, why don't you start us off, bud? <laughs> it, uh, it's still it's still going on. Uh, still out here in Las Vegas. Sound a little uh, hoarse. Uh, yeah, that's gone. Uh, lots of money gone. Uh, nice bachelor party weekend. And uh, I'm spending most of the day in the Centurion Club here in uh, McCarran Airport. It could be the worst, worst places to be. Um, but yeah, Who are you that, screaming at, that, fam? That subtle Ooh. flex. So it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a little... I want to figure out who you were screaming at. The strippers? Like, who are you yelling uh, at last night? We were at Weber Public. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what day it was. Day, days are meaningless at this point. Um, I feel it. Vegas vibes. But uh, we were at a pool party. Steve Aoki was there. Big energy, big vibes. Saw, as we were leaving, saw a guy big swing on a security guard. Sounds about never, Vegas. Never, never swing yeah. on a security guard. It, it, it did not end well. It ended quickly for him, but not well. But yeah, great time. Voice is gone. But right. uh, good time. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, we brought him back home to his fiance. So put him on a plane. He survived. What's, We're all good. What's the vacation vibes like in Vegas right now in the pandemic? And um, so they just went back to masks. Like if you're watching on YouTube, I got my mask on, um, but I'm in like my own room here. Um, everything was packed, uh, but you just have to wear a mask. Right. They must have been hurting. They must have been hurting everywhere because. Uh, indoors. Indoors. Um, but like the pool party packed. Um, if you're playing at like a, a table, blackjack, craps, roulette, gotta have your mask on unless you're eating or drinking. Um, I think I think they were down bad because there was like a three, four month stretch where they couldn't do anything. Um, right. So the, I think the governor put a mask mandate in like two weeks ago. And uh, that's how they're operating. But people are still out here. My weekend wasn't as event eventful. How was your weekend, Dan? You know, it was uh, it was relatively uh, relaxing. I, I went to a birthday party uh, for a one-year-old on Friday night, and then unfortunately, I had to head down to South Florida just for the day uh, on Saturday. My mom's uncle um, passed away a, a few weeks ago. Condolences. Um, at a at a hundred years old, um, lived a lived a full life. Um, so I went to his funeral, went to his burial and, um, just a reminder of, you know, you go to a one, one year old's birthday and then you go to a funeral the next day and it just reminds you kind of the preciousness of life. Um, you know, but him and his wife have, my, his wife is, is now still alive. They've been married or they were married for 77 years. So just an incredible life an incredible story. 
uh, grew up in Pahokee. So kind of your, uh, your neck of the woods there. So nice. uh, played, um, played football at the university of Miami for a couple of years. I uh, knew that he would probably get drafted into world war two, ended up uh, in uh, enlisting with the Marines served proudly in the Pacific theater uh, for a few years. And then I uh, came back and uh, did a host of things, construction consulting, uh, things of that nature, but lived an incredible I, life. A, a I great guy. I, I didn't know you had mug people in your, uh, in your on your uh, what do you call it the tree? My family, my family yeah, tree. Family tree. Yeah. Uh, yes, you know, silk. Um, you know, I, I family all over the place. Uh, you know, my family's been been here in Florida for a long, long time now. Got got people all over the state now. I think if if memory serves me right, I think the muck was a little different in the forties uh, than it is mm-hmm. now. But uh, but but proud, a proud Pahokee graduate. A little bit different. Uh, I think everywhere was different in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> That's a take. I didn't do a whole lot, man. On um, the family, we hung out in Orlando this weekend. Wasn't in South Florida. So our second home is Orlando, up there doing a little business, um, shopping. Went and ate some Peruvian food with the wife. Had a little date night up there. Um, that's it. Normal dad, father shenanigans. You know? Yeah, same. Same. Yeah, you it sound like you was yelling at kids for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know. Uh, I've definitely gotten my fix of Vegas for a while. I was telling Dan on the pre-show. So it's my only my first time here, but I was like, I'm good for a while. Right. I'm good for like another two years. I'll see Vegas in 2024. Yeah, Vegas is a young man game. Yeah, <laughs> Vegas changes a lot as you get older. I was there a couple of years ago, and I was reeling for about a week. Um, you know, go now, I might be, my body might act a little bit differently, be a little bit more prepared, but uh, – you know, a few we, few years ago, you know, I, I don't need to hurry back to Vegas anytime soon. No. All right, boys. Go ahead, Silk. No, nah, let's get into what we got on the docket. We got quite the show. I'm ready to hang out a little bit, buy and sell some things. What else yeah. we got? We got, uh, we, got, we got a lot to talk about. Before we do that, let's give a shout out to our title sponsor, Brunt Insurance. So, Silk, tell everybody where they can uh, find Greg at. Shout out to the great folks of Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Greg, what it do? Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, hit my man Greg up at bruninsurance.com or 954-589-2204. Anything from home, auto, life insurance, motorcycle insurance, uh, business insurance, home insurance, my man Greg can take care of you. Bruninsurance.com or 954-589-2204. Big coverage. Uh, shout out to Greg. Shout out to Greg. Um, couple, uh, couple pieces of housekeeping. Uh, in news-wise, Gator News, uh, UF's Dan Mullen. Sorry, I don't know why I read UF's Dan Mullen. Of course, he's from UF. Uh, Dan Mullen uh, and Scott Strickland today uh, announced, I guess it was mainly Scott Strickland, that the Gators uh, sit at just above a 90% vaccination rate for COVID-19. Uh, obviously, the rules and, and a lot of the things that have come out from the SEC uh, about if a team is below a, a certain threshold and they have to, I believe it's an 85% threshold, right, Nick? 85, yeah. 85% threshold if they're below that and they have to forfeit or they can't play, the game is forfeited, uh, counts as a loss. Um, and so the Gators are above that that threshold and they're above a 90% uh, percent threshold. So uh, that's not something that we'll have to worry about for the Gators this season. So that's good news uh, for them. And then as we hinted at last week, uh, David Connor, offensive lineman from Fort Lauderdale High School, announced his commitment 
uh, to the University of Fairfield Beach High School. Um, 6'6", 270 pounds, Broward County boy. Uh, ranked three stars uh, on 247 and in the 247 composite. Uh, a guy that you know, kind of came quickly to the University of Florida, offered him a few months ago. Uh, had a big first game for Deerfield Beach. Uh, had a couple of highlights where he, where he mauled some players. But, uh, Silk, want to get your thoughts on uh, David Connor, the Gators' newest offensive tackle commitment. Uh, developmental kid. Um, just be honest. Not, I mean, it's not yeah. David's fault that, that he's got to offer or anything like that. Not, no slight to the kid. Uh, I think he can play. I think he could probably uh, contribute in as a red shirt junior or something like that. Yeah. Another developmental guy. I think we're somewhere different in the program. I think Dan Mullen has been entrenched here a little bit. Having he should have relationships right now to be able to land uh, uh, bigger targets. But um, yeah, this is a developmental kid. I think his film is just okay. Um, mm-hmm. that's just my take on it. Um, there's some other takes out there or some other recruits that we're, we're eyeing the offensive line. And just right now, I just hope we can flip something. I hope something could change during the season. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think his film is just okay. I think he projects if he's going to be playing tackle, um, it's going to be a while before we see him on the field. Yeah. You know, Nick? it's interesting. So, uh, the group I'm out, the group I was out here with, um, they're, uh, most of them are Michigan fans, went to Michigan. And, and I was talking, they were asking me about Florida, and I'm like, yeah, the p- people aren't really happy with, uh, you know, the, the offensive line coach and the recruiting. And he's like, but aren't you competing against Alabama? And I'm like, yeah, and if I'm an offensive, if I'm a dad of an offensive lineman right now, like, I'm sending my kid to Bama. Let him be the 36th first rounder. Um, but I, I don't know why you're taking projects. So I'm working around it. I don't think you need to take projects. You might no, not it's not like we're, for these kids, but we're not even competing with Bama for offensive linemen though. We're competing with like UCF and like other programs. It one thing we losing uh Leatherwoods to, to Bama, but that's not what's right. happening right now. I I'm worried about offensive tackle for the future. Like once Garage is gone, Delance is gone right. this year, mm-hmm. it, it gets it gets scary quick even this year if, if one guy goes down um mm-hmm. the depth just isn't there and, and the right. depth that you do have are guys that have played you know a couple more snaps than the three of us yeah i think that that's obviously my my biggest concern is is the gators depth that dan mullen said that he thinks the gators have seven players uh, john hevesy thinks that they have eight realistically you want at least ten and I think even of those seven or eight, there's some question marks with a lot of them when it comes to production because we've not seen it, right? They may be showing it in practice. They may be showing it in the weight room. And they may come out and really show out. Uh, but beyond just the numbers issue, I think that you have an experience issue. You know, that you know you lose Stone Forsyth last year. You lose Brett Hagee uh, last year to graduation. So, yeah, you have a lot of inexperience on the offensive line already. And then behind them, it's a, it's a vast – uh, step down in terms of, you know, in-game snap experience. So that's, that's a huge concern. And like you just said, so, you know, garage leaves, um, you know, whatever your thoughts are on him, Gene Delance leaves, you know, Stuart Reese leaves, you have, you know, some big holes around the offensive line over the next few seasons. Yeah. I don't want to beat on the dead horse, but I mean, somebody got to hit it. Yeah. Uh, like I just don't, it ain't, it ain't the university of Florida. Like what high school kid, you grew up in the state of Florida. You don't want to play in Atlanta. Uh, we're not down right now. We're competing on um, for like big games. We're playing New York, New York's New Year's Six bowls and whatnot. So I don't get what's going on. It has to be the recruiter. That's it. I don't. There's no other excuse. We're playing in big games. We're sending guys to the league. 
Uh, there's no other excuse than the, the recruit is just not getting it done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's sad. Certainly we're not, we're not harping on any particular player uh, developed potentially into somebody, but, you know, we've talked a lot about it with Mike Farrell on the show. We've talked about it, uh, talked about it a, a few weeks ago uh, with Andy Staples is, you know, you, you get these guys and you want to develop them and maybe they do develop and, and you hope the best for, for every player that does, you know, commit. But at the end of the day, what if you could develop four-star guys and five-star guys, you know, into, you know, two and three and four, four-year starter. Uh, that's where I think that Florida's missing. And, you know, I think that the the challenges that Florida has in the offensive line now are going to keep getting exacerbated over the next few years because that's been our biggest weakness in recruiting by far. That Yeah, that's the biggest thing is that maybe it might be, it might be okay this year. The biggest thing is moving forward and you, you got to start getting guys now um, and not a guy that, you know, if you're going to have depth issues in 2022, getting a guy who's going to need to sit for three years until he's ready to play is going to help you. I almost feel like we got to play with a Juco ring. So just right. Cause the offensive linemen don't transfer like that. Like it's hard to hit in the portal mm-hmm. or O-lineman. Mm-hmm. It's just not a, it's not a grad transfer or something. Right. And that's just like, but even still, yeah. right. you know, who's grad transferring from a great school with a great offensive line, right? You got to hope that you end up with a, a good player and not a no offense to him, you know, but a transfer from like a Hofstra or, you know, one of these small schools and, and just kind of hope for the best, you know? Right. It's a tough, it's the toughest position to develop, but yeah, I think they need to hit Juco. They need to Mason hit Mason Halter. Yeah. Yeah, they need to hit Juco or they need to kid get a kid that can play right away. That's why like no 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 slight to this kid, this Connor kid, but it's just for mm-hmm. our needs. We need a kid that could that could contribute early, whether it be Juco or or high highly recruited kid out of high school. Um this just not gonna keep us where we need to be. Yeah, but, um, you know, David Connor, first year down in Deerfield Beach, uh, played in Georgia last year at Martin Luther King High School. Uh, you know, again, you know, is definitely a developmental guy, a basketball player, athletic, but, you know, again, you know, um, just – you know, not the offer sheet that you necessarily want, um, you know, but again, no slight to the kid. And, you know, I hope yeah, he comes in and is able to show out. Right. Yeah. Congrats to the kid, though. Like, yeah. no, no, no slight to him. We just got to cover it from every aspect because we cover <laughs> Gators football. Yeah. So he he joins the class. The Gators are ranked. Uh, let's see. We got some ranking boosts, man. We got we we got shop a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Florida sits. Uh, sorry, let me just double check here before I give you the wrong information because the numbers changed drastically. Florida sits right now number 16 uh, in the recruiting rankings. Uh, some of that was helped by rivals making some uh, adjustments to their rankings, uh, including Shamar James, a guy that we're really high on. Yep, got a couple guys from uh, from rivals on the show, and all of a sudden you see huge bumps, right? Um you're welcome. Let's see. Uh, Shamar James, linebacker from Mobile, Alabama, uh, climbed from spot 210 all the way up to number 40, uh, ranked mm. as the second best uh, inside linebacker in the class and the second best player in Alabama. So now the ranked four-star uh, overall, just instinctive guy, good motor, good speed, uh, just a really impressive player. And I know that, you know, Florida beat out Alabama and a lot of great schools for him. So Shamar James uh, is just – climbing up that list and i don't think that that that's going to necessarily stop either 
Beyond him, the Gators also uh, had a big jump from Isaiah Bond. Isaiah Bond was previously un or unranked uh, by by rivals, uh, jumps all the way up, pardon me, here to spot. Uh, spot. He had a huge jump. Again, goes from unranked to the number eight athlete uh, of the class, uh, number seven uh, in the state of Florida. Speedster. Uh, guy's going to play wide receiver, play that slot position. So uh, just an incredible jump by him up the, uh, the rankings as well. Uh, but again, Flores class moved up a ton. Um, so, you know, again, I think that you're going to see that in a lot of great players that, that Florida got uh, that are now receiving the uh, rankings that they, they rightfully deserve. Uh, anybody else that you think is uh, going to climb the, the list this year? Shamar's the one. I mean, that, that jump sounds crazy, um, but I think he's a stud. And, like, I didn't understand how he was so low. Um, to begin with. Um, so that's one that definitely popped out to me. Um, that's such a wild bump too. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that would be the, the Gators highest linebacker commit since, I mean, they got Derek Wingo, but beyond, beyond him, mm -hmm. you know, in a long time. I think the kids like uh, CJ Hawkins, the basketball playing kids, the kids that yep. really haven't played a whole lot of football. They have a, a big chance to jump up this fall. So, I think the, the tight end, C.J. Hawkins, and also um, maybe this offensive line we just got coming. A lot of basketball kids could probably rise. Uh, Tony Livingston, uh, what is he playing? Is he playing offensive line in high school right now? How did he fare out this first week? He played another basketball kid. He played quarterback. He played quarterback. He was pulled. Um, I think he wants to play offensive line. I think the Gators are trying to figure out where exactly his spot is uh, going to be. But um, if memory serves, me right he quarterback for the first quarter uh, of their game against i think they played against blake high school um and was pulled after uh the yeah, first we can't have our offensive tackles playing quarterback quarter. in high school <laughs> <laughs> that's a crazy development right there yeah <laughs> it's just uh you know i heard some i've seen some position changes but that's a that's that's not yeah that's not a normal position change you think they're running the option? <laughs> but don't, but oh, imagine, man. imagine you're like a pass rusher, and I don't mean he plays for if King. He's running option. He can pull. <laughs> I don't know much about King or Blake High School here in Tampa, um, but I can imagine that they don't have you know huge players on their team, and I can only imagine a you know like a 220 pound defensive lineman you know breaking and trying to go and. Just trucking tackle everybody. a six foot six, two hundred and sixty five pound quarterback. Yeah. You know, he's just trucking over what kids in private league football. I like it. <laughs> um, I so I agree with you. I think that uh, C.J. Hawkins is going to climb the list. Uh, Nick, I know that Rivals has him ranked as a as a four star, but I think Nick Evers uh, is going to climb that list uh, as well. Um, I just think that he's a guy that that is is talented. I think he's going to continue to get better. Um, his aura about him continues to grow 
Um, he's an active guy. He's a recruiter. Um, so I, I think, you know, as you get your name out there, there's more attention on you. More attention on you means more film watching. And I think that that's just kind of the nature of how some of this business works sometime. And then uh, EJ Lightsey is a guy that I think is going to climb up to a four-star uh, as well. I think that he's super talented. I think that he's underranked as a as a three-star uh, out of Georgia, guy that committed the Gators last week. So I think that he's a guy that's going to climb the rankings as well. So. Can we give uh, the Everest family heritage recruiting list? Have them recruit whoever yeah. we're trying to get. I'm telling you, they're um, trying to get your boy Walter Nolan. I see. I like that, it. That, it seemed like there was a lot of uh, like either retweeting but subtweeting yesterday, like at, at Nolan. Um, that's a kid that I don't know when he's gonna commit, but that's a kid that like could sway swing an entire recruiting class. You get kids saying, "Yo, I'm gonna yeah. play with him." Um, so if he's gonna come to Florida, you, I mean you'll take it whenever, but you'd you'd rather him do it now, do it soon. Um, right. But going back to Evers, I'm a where's he rated, rated Dan? Uh, on y'all's website, he's ranked as a four star. Let me mm-hmm. just go back to it. Um, I think he's a five point eight four star. Um, quarterback rankings are kind of weird to me. Um, like he goes out to the opening. Has a great time there. I don't know why the opening does like a half of your grade is your junior highlights. Um, but I was expecting a little bit of a bump. I like it. I like his. I like his throwing motion. I think he's, he gets the ball out quick. I think he's accurate. Um, he's an exciting one to watch. And if he comes in, comes along with Evan Stewart too, um, that'd be a huge, huge bust. For, uh, uh, huge move for Florida. Yeah, if yeah. they can get, if they can get Shamar, uh, you got Evers. You get Nolan, Evan Stewart. That's a good anchor to this this class. This class is insane with those four anchoring it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got two uh, two obvious big guys. They gotta land, and, and the further it goes, the longer it goes, the the, the less confident I feel with this staff. Let's just keep yeah. moving up. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, he is ranked as the 199th overall player on Rivals. The number. Number five dual quarterback, number thirty-five player in the state of Texas. Let's see this. So that's why I thought after after how well he did the opening, I was like, I thought that he'd be. Get, I think he did get a bump, but not to like where I thought he would. Or I don't think he's, I think I don't think he's rated where he should be rated. Yeah, I think I think he ends up somewhere between like maybe one twenty and one fifty. I think, you know, I don't know where the other quarterbacks are ranked. You know, he'll probably end up as the number three or number four dual threat quarterback. And I think it's well-deserved. Um, you know, we'll, we'll watch him, obviously, this season, see how he does. Uh, but when he's needed to at camps and at the Elite 11 and everything else, he's really showed out. And, you know, a lot of those camps limit, you know, his ability to run as well. So, um, yeah, I think that he's going to be a guy that puts up pretty good numbers. And, you know, he's a guy that you want in this class, you know, like you were talking about Silk, the Evers, you know, family, including Nick Evers, you know, taking a huge recruiting, um, you know, burden on their shoulders, going after Walter Nolan, Evan Stewart, and the rest of the guys. So what you need and that's what you want out of your quarterback. And it's it's been good to see a vocal quarterback. It's been a while since the Gators have had a truly vocal quarterback at uh, – at, you know, in, in one of their classes, you know, Emory Jones was relatively quiet. Anthony Richardson, you know, same way. Um, you know, so it's been a, been a while. What was the last quarterback that was truly like that, that alpha? It, it wasn't Scott was it? Morningwood because he was supposed to bring Jalen Ramsey along with him. And he didn't. Um, hmm. But even like Will Greer, Will Greer was quiet. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe Tebow. 
Has anyone since then? Well, I mean, I don't think Tebow, I mean, Tebow was just different. I mean, social media was different. I mean, I'm sure, sure. Tebow was that guy, you know, at the, the army game and everything else. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, in the social media world, you know, Treon Harris, not really. Jeff Driscoll, not really. Emory, well, a lot of those guys Felipe didn't get Franks, into, maybe, like, but. A lot of them didn't get into like late. So we didn't right, have yeah. the opportunity to, for those guys to really recruit for us. Uh, even you think Jacoby Brissett. Uh, like the guys over the years, Trayon, um, like most of those guys signed on like right before signing day or right at yeah. signing day, so we didn't yeah, get the opportunity. Emory was a flip on signing day, right? Right, right, right. Well, hey, it, um, we used to do the uh, the Nick Washington Recruiter of the Year award. I think uh, the Evers' entire family is running away with it. Yeah, we just got to give them. Um, we'll just bring that over to Stadium and Gale, Nick. Bring it on over. Yeah, we'll make a trophy and all. If, if you're a like trophy that. company and you want to sponsor, if you want to sponsor the award, we'll be handing it out. You can, we can do that now. We we sure can. That would that would have uh, that would have made Nick Evers ineligible before he ever got to Florida for a fifty dollar piece of plastic. That's right. That's right. Um, all right, let's see. In other news, uh, Silk five six one check in. Kyer Elam preseason All American, uh, according to the Associated Press. Another honor uh, to his record. Uh, you know, going in as a guy that's obviously highly, you know, highly ranked, highly uh, hyped, and, and rightfully so. So, ready to play some football, man. You know, spoke to pops. They ready to go, man. Ready to see who's playing beside him. But yeah, five six one is ready to do what he got to do. <laughs> Shut down some things. You know how we do it up here. I do. I do. Uh, and then in other news, the, the Gators – or pardon me, 247 put out a list of their potential preseason all-freshman team. Jason Marshall makes that list, surprisingly, uh, as one of the, the two cornerbacks uh, joining that that roster. Are you surprised that nobody else made that list? Uh, obviously, none of us are surprised Jason Marshall made that list. Or do you expect any other freshmen to, uh, to potentially be up for you know any of the uh, freshman lists this season? Yeah, I guess kind of go by buzz and recruiting, right? So uh, yeah, yeah. Jason Marshall is a five-star recruit. Uh, and then there's some camp buzz. He got on campus early, so I can see how he made it. Um, Collier was also highly recruited, but he's not. There's not a whole lot of buzz on that end. So right. it's just like buzz and, and recruiting is what they base this off of. It's also it's also going to be opportunity, like yeah, with, right. especially with Jaden Hill going down. Like Jason Marshall's not just buzz and, and where he was in terms of recruiting ranking. He's going to have a huge opportunity now um, to play and start. And I just don't look at when I look at Florida's roster. Like I don't know. if what other freshman will have that opportunity as much as him? So I don't know. But he might. He probably be the only one I would put you know, uh, on a preseason. That's what when we get, when we get into talking about that, I'm, I'm wondering because I'm we can we can save that for the tight ends, but he he's one that could. Elks Burke. I've been some I've been some Burke smoke out there as well. Yeah, but the way Florida throws the Shout ball. Shout out to 904. Like, <laughs> probably like glowing right nah. now. I know he's blushing. Yeah, he's about to put one of those uh, tweets with his face in that Wells Fargo yeah. building again. That got his but clock the, uh, out. The way that the way that Florida throws the ball, you might get the leading receiver might have twenty five catches, and you might have seven guys on the team with you know eight guys on the team with double digit catches, twenty catches. Well, how much how much production get. you got to make as a to make the freshman All American list? 
That might be right. Twenty five might be <laughs> like like twenty five. Nick, I can promise you, if Marcus Burke if has twenty five catches this season, he's making yeah. every preseason or every freshman list ever created. All right. Well, I don't think Marcus <laughs> Burke's going to be on the freshman list. Do you have any other potential names to to look out for to watch? I think Jason Marshall's that guy. Um, no, I, I think he's the only one. I, I, I think Florida's got some like redshirt freshmen like Trevez and Mordecai and guys like that, but no true freshmen. Do they? But I think they count, no? I don't think so. Last year was weird because I, um, I think last year was weird because they, you do think redshirt? I don't think redshirt count. I think they do, Nick, because it's our first full year playing. I don't know. Somebody proved Nick wrong. That's that's what this podcast has been about recently. (laughs) That's that's what we've turned it into. Um, Yeah, shout out to shout out to Adam Lewis. He he. Um, Jeremy Crawshaw might be a guy then. If we're talking about retro, I don't think so. Come on, I don't think so, Nick. Yeah, I'm looking at the list now. You know, we're talking about opportunity. Um, you know, maybe if you have a long snapper, you know, our our, our commitment six star long snapper, uh, Rock Wonder makes it. But I don't, I don't think that that's like a, a position that they do. You know, but I could be yeah. wrong. Could be wrong. I'm trying to think, what all the freshmen, man? I think I think Elks and Burke are my guys right now. I would say I don't think anybody else. I'm sorry, I didn't get a lot of tick. Um, I don't think you need a whole lot of stats, so I, I don't. I didn't get glowing praises from uh, uh, Dan Mullen on Desmond Watson today, so I'm not too. Mm-hmm. I was going to say his name, but I don't know how many snaps he get. No, I think, too I much think beef jerky. Uh, too much beef jerky. Spence messed him up. I think huh? So he, he's on a diet, and Spence ain't helping. <laughs> um, um, Every every um, every coach that we talk to, um, whether it's been you know publicly or privately, just keep every time you ask about him, just harps on his weight, and it, it seems like one of those things like you know Ethan White. Everyone was talking about him when he first got here, but like there was no way he was going to play his freshman year. So I think I think Watson might be like a he's definitely going to redshirt this year, I think, and you might only see him you know in those three four games. I need to clog some shit up every now. Did just put him out? He's four hundred pounds, bro. He's probably yes. hard just to move. Yeah, he's got got to be out there in golden, right? Has to maybe, be. bro. Give him the ball on, on offense on the goal line. Some big refrigerator Perry vibes. Yeah, man, I want this. I want the crowd to start saying big meat too. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they say moose like the, the Cowboys just have the moose thing. We just big. Yeah. Yeah. Give him some carries real quick. He just lifts up his lifts up his jersey. Just has a big meat shirt on there. Right? Could, could you imagine ninety thousand people shouting "big meat" as a four hundred pound fullback comes onto the field on the goal line? I and then mix, and then mix his paws. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, <was just> <laughs> say, I can just hear the entire crowd going "big meat." Still going pause. Big meat. Pause. <laughs> Big meat. <pause. laughs> that would that might be the greatest moment in college football history if it happened. You For think Spencer, it would replace uh, for Spencer? Yeah. You think it would replace dump back down as a as a future uh, memory for us for the next four years, five years? 
No, maybe it'll be a halftime thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that catching. <laughs> I can see it. I'll be at the UF Tennessee game, so I'll uh, make sure I go ahead and get it started. Well, <laughs> it'll be just be Dan yelling big meat from, <laughs> from, from section 19. Who is that down there? I uh, get pulled over by the, uh, <laughs> by security being excuse me, sir. There's, there's, huh? oh, yeah, watch it right there, bro. There you go. Getting too excited and celebrating here. Uh, get pulled over by security being excuse me. There's a lot of people around here that are uncomfortable with you screaming big meat. If if that happens, they definitely have to make Spencer Mr. Tubers for sure. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, in other news, let's talk scrimmage. Uh, the second and last scrimmage uh, happened yesterday on Sunday. Uh, lots of discussion about uh, the second team. Uh, still some some positive things that we're hearing about Nick Elksness, uh, some positive things that we're hearing about Anthony Richardson. Uh, but, boys, what else did you uh, hear from uh, from scrimmage? What am I hearing? I heard a whole lot. Of, uh, I heard the interceptions are down. Okay. Um, and I also heard. I, I don't. I don't think that's any surprise. Um, but I also heard like a, a scramble, a big run from Emory. So if he was allowed to run around in this scrimmage and not sit in the pocket, um, the interceptions may be down. But I heard it was just one interception. Um, not a whole lot of news, man. Yeah. I, Broke that's the whole thing. by that corner. On Bowman, of course, got some clips that leaked out, and I'm hearing that Bowman's explosive. A lot of that talk, but not a whole lot. It um, it it's. I feel like a lot of people are talking about. Maybe it's people's notes they're they're putting out that Emory's throwing a lot of picks or he's inaccurate. Um, but I think you're really you're really trying to to get him to stay in the pocket and force stuff. So like. Hey, the, the the lane was open. You shouldn't have thrown that ball, but we're making you sit here and do it. And then right. you know someone will say, "Hey, he threw five picks," and you're like, "All right, well, how many of them would he have run for fifteen yards off. instead of trying to throw that ball?" Um, so I think it's with him. It's going to be a wait and see. I'm the only accuracy issues I'm concerned with. Like he's got a big arm. He's going to run. Um, it's those intermediate passes. I, I probably said it two or three times, yeah. but those right. those balls that Kyle Trask was was money on last year that just either move the chains or give you keep you ahead of the chains, give you second and manageable, third and manageable. Um, they don't have to be huge. Um, but that's what, that's where I think we need to, to, to see the biggest growth from Emory. Um, and then I think the biggest thing, it might not sound cool, but the biggest thing that happened was you didn't have an injury. You know, this time last year, second fall scrimmage, you lose your starting center for the, basically for the year because Ethan White only played in four or five games last year, missed the entire first half of the season. Um, so I, I almost thought maybe they wouldn't even do a second scrimmage just to try to avoid injuries. But that's a huge thing to not have anybody go down 12 days before the game. Right. Uh, that also that, – that, that's a plus for sure. But um, we this, this staff has been known not to have physical camps. Um, we've seen them come out in the Miami game, uh, not being able to tackle, a little sloppy on defense. So I think like them not having a physical, physical camp is a part of it. One thing about Emory, I do want to say, I, I like a lot of times going to new quarterbacks when they're like just so inexperienced, you don't know what to expect. Emory's been in a big game situation, so I'm not like worried about a nervous Emory or him trying to do too much in press. He's experienced, he's made some big throws, playing some big moments already. Um, uh, camp, camp rumors, everybody's excited about AR. I get it, 
But I'm excited to see Emory play. I think Emory's gonna have a good mm -hmm. fall and just sell off into the NFL. Um, I'm not I'm not terribly worried about any interceptions or anything like that from Cam. I know Dan's gonna cater the game around his skill set, and it's gonna look different when it's time when the bullets start flying. And, and Emory's got experience. Have you said that before? That you think this is one and done for Emory this year? Uh, I have said that, and I do think he's one and done. I think he plays well enough to get uh, to, to to sell off into the sunset. Uh, let me let me ask you guys your thoughts here, um, knowing that we don't know what we'll see out of Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson this year. Do you think that this is Emory's only year? Um, as a quarterback at Florida, so can you think that he might go to the NFL? But do you think if maybe he doesn't have a great season that this might be his only year just in general? Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. tough for him to come back and play, um, to be yeah. honest with you. Go ahead, Nick. Like, how long do you keep Ant? Ant like, uh, are, you worried, are you worried about Anthony transferring? Um, I mean, he's a hometown kid, but like, you're going to get tired of, you know, sitting and waiting. Um, and then technically, I think Emory uh, – could have like three years if you, you know, because they haven't even posted his theoretically, yeah. Free COVID year last year. Um, so I mean, Anthony Richardson ain't gonna wait around for the <laughs> till 2025. Um, right. I think, I think I he's just gonna develop and just be too much to handle to keep off the field, yeah. regardless. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he's one and done, but I think Emory's just gonna have a good enough fall to, to go into the league. I think, um, him being able to move around. Do some mobile things that they like these quarterbacks to do these days. He got a big arm. Um, I just think he's gone. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. No, I would. I would agree. I think that this is Emory Jones' one year. I think that if this is not the year that he makes the strides that a lot of people think that he can, uh, then I think that you know M Anthony Richardson sitting there is a guy that I think the floor is really high on. And then you have to look back at you know and Emory, you know, being you know, through his fourth year at the program. And if he's struggling, and I'm not saying that he is, I mean, this is just all hypotheticals. And if he's struggling, you know, do you then move on to your next guy if after four years still not able to, to put it together as a highly ranked four-star and the guy that Dan Mullen, you know, specifically wanted when, you know, he joined the Florida Gator staff. So definitely be interesting to see. It would be – would. It, so caught me off guard because it's like, man, Emory's waited so long. But, like, if you played bad enough – this year, like he, if he plays bad enough to get benched, maybe he transfers. I just wouldn't, I, you know, until Silk said that, I didn't even think about the possibility of him transferring. Him going to the NFL seems like more plausible than that. Right. Especially, I mean, guy, you see, Franks just made a roster. Like, Franks is going to make the Falcons roster and be in the NFL a long time. I think, like, regardless, he just needs a, a good season. I think his skill set is good enough for him yeah. to go play in the NFL if he has a good season. Um, that, but some of these guys has got to play now, right? Like, like there's too mm -hmm. much talent and too much like highly recruited guys that got to get on the field. And you got to get some production out of them. We don't land five stars that often, so like Bowman on the bench, right? I think Bowman need to get carries. If not, he plays one year next year and he's gone. You get what, what use did you get out of a five star? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he got to play right. now. Like I don't, I don't see you holding weapons and letting them learn plays. You got guys that are explosive and are like difference makers. Like this is a kid we put a lot of resources in on the get go. Like originally recruiting them, mm -hmm. so guys like that we need to get on the field right now. We can't be catering to emotions and egos and and senior and seniority shit. I think we need to play the explosive kids right now. And that's the only way you're gonna get the explosive kids, right? Right. They gotta see it. That was a sermon. 
I just said amen at the end of that silk. I got nothing to I'm add. Just, I can't see Bowman keep breaking on these little clips and just like, just, yeah, we're going to play uh shot at Damon Pierce or shot at Malik. <laughs> We seen what those guys can do, you know. Uh, we haven't seen we seen one guy breaking a lot of big runs in camp. We just keep saying that leaked out. I know a lot of people want to see Bowman, but like he's highly touted, you know, a guy that we got to transfer from from Clemson. We need to put him on the field and see some shit. Um, punt return, kick return, put him at slot receiver, put him at quarterback, wildcat. I don't care how you put the ball in his hands. Just get it to him and tell him to go to the end zone. Almost like um, like Percy Harvin, uh, Percy Harvin's freshman year. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just kind of put him everywhere. They would hand him the ball off. He'd be in the slot, out wide, punt return. Just if you got a kid that can do stuff like that, like Demarcus has shown, mm-hmm. like you said, so just figure it out. Well, matter you, where. You know, Florida did that with Percy Harvin. They also did with Jared Faison, right? You know, sure. he was an explosive guy. You know, he ends up transferring to Illinois, going to the NFL. But uh, you know, they they did it with him. You know, these are guys that you just need on the field to make plays, get them the ball in space, allow them to make plays, and you have to get creative. Um, you know, Greg Knox, if you're listening, what Silk's saying is he doesn't want you to wait until Samford, you know, third quarter, halfway through for Demarcus Bowman to get 15 carries. You know. That's facts, Mr. Mr. Knox. <laughs> um, a a few other Greg Knox. Shout out to Greg Knox, who was fired three years ago. He's got he's got the... man. His room is the lead. You got like yeah, maybe the second best room on campus. Uh, the kid he he just what's the recruit he got from twenty twenty three class? He's like a five star. Yeah, he's five stars, the number one ranked running back uh, in the country. Great, do your thing, my guy. In other news, um, I heard uh, from a few folks, uh, Kyrie Elam did not play. Um, I think a couple other defensive linemen like didn't that. play either. The offensive line, too. Zach Carter didn't play. I, I think what happened, you're starting to hear, uh, you're starting to see who some of the starters are. Uh, and where I was going with that is I was talking to somebody earlier today, told me that Trey Dean and Rashard Torrance both did not play. So I'm wondering if those are your two new uh, you know, starting safeties, you know, two guys that we talked a lot about on this show. Uh, but that second safety position was uh, something that we debated hotly. And, you know, Rashard Torrance doesn't play. I think that that might have solidified uh, his second spot. Again, conjecture, but uh, I think that, that that's may have just been uh, I like taken by uh, Rashard Torrance. I like, I like my safeties. I like Rashard Torrance last year. He needed to show some growth. I think he's going to do his thing. Um, been hearing that he ha- he's having a good camp as well, as well as Dean. Yeah. So, I like it. Uh, I so if, if Elam wasn't playing, they just rotated the corners, both spots were just rotating. Yeah. And then, yeah, I like it. So Avery Helm, Jason Marshall, um, you're probably your your I first two I, guys I, off the bench. Yeah, I think Avery Helm is probably your starter, your starter across yeah. the career. Um, and, and then I think Jason Marshall's right after him. And, and then um, I guess we'll see what Perkins is, Perkins and Blades and how they fit in. Um, but I'd almost like I, all right, put the put the best eleven on the field. But I'd almost rather see Jason Marshall, someone who I'm really high on, than a guy like Blades is only going to be here a year. It's like, hey, get the freshman. If he can play and he's not, you know, hurting you on the field, let him play now and, and give that experience for the next two years too. Yeah, what I'm hearing about Marshall is like, like talent wise, you like when Edom is out on the field, he's the most talented guy in the secondary, probably like as far as like skill set. But they they worried about like playing the SEC SEC game, fatigue, getting tired. Like mentally, is he prepared to play like in a full SEC game and carry? Um, yeah. Cause like, you don't have any experience with that. So 
that's the only thing they're concerned about because you know you hit walls in camp as far as fatigue, as far as freshmen yeah. and all that stuff. So that's the only concern they got with with uh, my man Marshall right now. And you Other can't simulate like that. You can't simulate that. Like you're gonna find out how he handles it when Alabama yeah, gets into his first SEC game. Right, it's just a concern because they know how freshmen operate. So yeah. Other than that, they they think he looks great. You know. Uh, Nick, want to want to want to mention this is one area where we don't know who the starters are. Uh, break us down, special teams, punter, kicker. Break it down. Uh, well, well, Dan, Dan Mullen today. Uh, we're, you can tell we're getting close to the season because Dan uh, swerved every question. There were no details. Um, he started That's talking every, about every week. What do you mean? He started talking about punters that I didn't. I don't. No, sorry, no disrespect. Didn't know these guys were on the team. Um, he said every punter was flipping the field. Um, every punter was great. Um, but it, I think it's going to be Jeremy Crawshaw. Um, they call him Jezzy, which I think is a nickname for Jeremy, or it's just an Australian thing. But that's a, that's a strange nickname, yeah. Jesse, yeah, yeah. Australian thing, eh? Jezzy. It's got to be an Australian thing. If you're listening and you, and you know – inform us um he's gonna be the starter and i think when you look at the kicking battle um it, i i think it has to be jace um christman yeah um it's the guy that has a ton of experience uh chris howard's a redshirt senior but really doesn't have that experience it's kind of just been um evan mcpherson's backup um and 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 when you're talking about a kicker you not only do you want somebody who can kick off for you, but you want somebody who's, you know, you're going to be in pressure situations. And if you've got a redshirt senior who's got, you know, three field goal attempts in, in five years, um, you're not going to feel as comfortable with them, uh, with him as, you know, uh, a redshirt senior who's been starting for three years at an SSC school. Yeah, I think that that's definitely something that hasn't been talked about as much. Um, probably for obvious reasons, it's not as sexy, but, you know, Florida yeah. replacing, um, you know, Take a lot of experience, a lot of, you know, production back in the, uh, in special teams is, is going to leave Florida in a, you know, unique situation where Florida's had a great kicker for the last seven, eight years now. They've had good punting that leaves and, you know, you saw no offensive kid, but, you know, when Austin Harden had those, you know, that, that bad season or bad, you know, season and a half, you know, Career. what that can mean to your team. But but shout out to Austin for his kick against FAU. What do we feel? We um, like I just like to get straight to the nuts and bolts. I don't have really kicker takes. I just want to know if we're gonna make field goals and like flip the field. For real, for real. Not not no Dan talk, Nick. What we got? No, the, um it's I think I think you're gonna be frustrated with the punting because the kid can boom it. Um but I think you're gonna. You might get some shanks. He he's really been playing football uh, for eleven months. His first football game was in orange and blue last year. So it's just it's just a young kid who's gonna make some mistakes. So you think um, Dan's deflecting? I think I think there might be some deflecting. Um, but he's got a, he's got a leg. He he can flip the field, but you might get a shank. Um, so he's deflecting from the kicker and the quarterback right now. You think? No, I think I think Jace Christman's the kicker. And Dan's just not ready to say it. Dan wouldn't even Why? tell you who the who the water boy is right now. They're secrets. What What do you think is the the reason for that? Put yourself in a psychological position of not naming kickers. 
I don't understand. Like, what's the, what's the competitive advantage you're getting by not naming your kicker, your starting kicker? There isn't one. I mean, everybody knows, right? Like, you get a transfer that's one of the all-time leading scorers in Mississippi State. There's no team you know, like, uh, like late at night worried about who your kicker, starting kicker may be. I promise you that. Nah, not a single so one. I don't know a, 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 like a, a strategy behind it besides him just, like, being a prick to the media. Yeah, it's he, – he, he, uh, that one was funny. The funny one today was the punters. He started naming kids who I think are chemistry majors. Um that, that he starts making up names. Oh, you just, just yeah. don't know. Just like, to see you guys flip through the roster. Right. They, they might not even be on the team. He just started naming naming random names. Um, Nick, are, I you, get, surprised? I don't get that. are I, you surprised that Dan Mullen knows walk-on kickers by name? Yes. No. Yes. Um, I Is get, that foreshadowing I then? No. <laughs> no. No. Um, I don't understand That's what I'm why, trying to say. I don't bit. understand why you would be coy with with those two positions. Like, if you don't want to talk about who the starting quarterback is, like a lot of people do that. Yeah, uh, everybody knows who the starting quarterback is. He's ranked in the Heisman rankings, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what um, I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just Dan being Dan. Yeah, it's it's a Dan thing. You just want to understand, Nick. Um, I don't. And he, and Nick Elksness, I'm here, I'm here is, is still doing doing well. A uh, lot of reps for the uh, for the twos, threes, and fours. Uh, I know that that Naquan Wright, Lorenzo Lingard, and Demarcus Bowman all had uh, good days yesterday as well. Demarcus Bowman had a highlight that made it on the Twitter, I believe, on a long run. So you know, lots of excitement, and, and he's continuing to do well. But it's my understanding that DeMarcus Bowman is your number three running back right now. So with all of that being said, let's give a shout out to a new sponsor, uh, Game Time Sidekicks. Visit them at GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM to get 10% off your entire order. So Game Time is an officially licensed stainless steel drinkware brand started back in 2015 to bring you the best collegiate drinkware, think Yetis, things of that nature to fans all over the country. Uh, stainless steel vacuum insulated tumblers. Uh, you're not going to find a better performing drink hardware. They have over 350 schools, multiple colors, logos, uh, colors, a lot of different options for the Florida Gators, a lot of PGA Tour things, NFL uh, branded things as well. Uh, check out GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM. Get 10% off your entire order. Uh, Nick has a bunch of their product. Uh, fantastic stuff. So, again, GameTimeSidekicks.com, promo code STADIUM. All right, guys, let's get into uh, some position battles, and then we're going to get into some callers here in a bit. Um, so I want to go to you first. I want to talk a little bit about tight end rotation. The, the Gators have five tight ends on their roster that are scholarship. Uh, you've heard of Keon Zipper, uh, Kamori Gamble, Nick Elkness. Um, you have uh, Odom and you have uh, the Tampa boy whose name's escaping me right now. Um, I'll, get, I'll get in here in a second. But uh, you have a, a five uh, – tight end rotation or five tight end room. How do you guys think that that shakes out? Who do you think gets the most uh, catches? Uh, who do you think gets the most snaps? Uh, and who do you think is the biggest surprise? Um, Age Wilcox, there it is. It, um, 
I, I like the, the two, um, I like the, the, that Zipper, you know, coming, I think coming out of Lakeland, I didn't know if Zipper was ever going to be like a blocker. I thought he might be like an H-back. Um, but he was a super willing blocker last year. Obviously, Kamari Gamble's blocking has gotten a lot better. Um, I think those two were like good stories when Kyle Pitts got hurt uh, in the Georgia game. Um, but then you look at the Cotton Bowl and like dropping a bunch of passes. So uh, I think they'll start the season. But as soon as Nick Elksness, to me, starts showing that, that he's ready, you know, like Silk talked earlier as a freshman, mentally ready, physically ready, and that, and that he can play the position, I think he's another guy that just – if you're looking at offensive weapons, he, he just is so dynamic for for your team or has the potential to be so dynamic that um, I feel like the other two guys might just be like placeholders until Nick Elksness, um, you know, figures it out. Uh, I like Gamble get the most snaps. Okay. I go Gamble, uh, the oldest guy. I think it's the yeah. safest bet. We're we betting with this staff. So I go gamble uh, second. I go Keon Zipper and then I go Elkness. Elkness. Okay. Who do you think? So you've got Kamor Gamble with the most snaps. Who do you think gets the most catches? Gamble still? <laughs> nah. I'm going to go Zipper with most catches. Yeah. How about that? And, and Nick, I don't know. I, I don't know if I heard you. Who did you have with most snaps and then most catches? Um, I, I think Gamble will have the most snaps and catches, but I think just because I think it'll take Nick Elksness a little while to get going, uh, but I think by the end of the year, he'll probably be getting more targets than them. It'll just take too long for him to get the most catches. So Gamble with the most catches, most starts. But I, think- I don't know what they draw for, for, for uh, Zipper every time, but he's just always wide-ass open. They, that's true. He, he should be moved around more, too. Like he, He's done well playing with his hand on the ground, but you can flex him out. You can, you can do some weird stuff with him, put him in some other places. Yeah. Um, I just think that's why he, he just so, he's the most diverse one out of the bunch. Um, mm-hmm. He can do a lot, so I think he gets the most targets and catches just for that reason. Yeah, no, I would agree that I think Keon Zipper is going to get the most catches. I think that he's also going to get the most snaps, not by many, uh, but I think that he improved as a as a blocker. I think Kamori Gamble is going to get a lot of playing time. I mean, I think it's going to be kind of 1A, 1B. Uh, but I think Keon Zipper improved quite a bit uh, as a blocker as the season went on. And then, you know, another year in the weight room to add some some size to his, you know, his body. Uh, but I think that he's a threat. And when I think of – what Florida is going to want to do this year, replacing Pitts and Tony and, you know, their offense from last season, Grimes. I think that they're just going to go mismatch heavy. And I think that Keon Zipper is a massive mismatch, whether he lines up, you know, as a tight end and goes out on a, on a seam or whether he lines up as a, as a slot guy. You know, I think that Florida is going to throw a lot of weird positional, uh, you know, setups out there that you'll know, really keep defenses on their toes this year. I think that that's, how Florida does this season, replacing that production. A lot of two. I, I keep going back, and I think we're going to see a lot of two tight end sets, a lot of two running back sets. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I like your take, though, Dan. Like that. I mean, a two a two tight end set. I think you you know you got one blocking, and, and then like Silk said, all of a sudden zippers, you know, fifteen yards and in quarantine, as Mick would say. 
going back to just a quick Avery Helm got a, a just a quick little nugget. Uh, adding weight, six foot one, 185 pounds, three percent body fat. So Avery Helm's putting in the work. So uh, so shout out to him. Um, he's a he's a freak. They had him. So they do like um, combines for the younger kids um, right after like Florida's pro day. So they do like a, a pro day for the younger guys. And I think they had him at like a 42 inch vert and they clocked oof. him at, at a four, three, eight. I don't know if that was he's hand a, or laser. Yeah. He's a track kid. So he's going to test crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's explosive. That's, I, I'll be interested to see him play this year, but yeah, he's measurables off the charts there. All right, I want to get into uh, kind of a unique position battle because it's not really a position, it's a person. Um, and that's replacing Kadarius Tony. Uh, want to ask, you know, what would you guys do? So the Gators are replacing Kadarius Tony. Uh, obviously, Grimes, they're replacing Pitts, replacing a lot of offensive production. Um, so give me your breakdown about how you you figure out the production with the loss of, uh, you know, a guy like a Kadarius Tony. Bo knows football. <laughs> Bo knows football. You get Bo to football, bro. Uh, I think Kadarius is just a playmaker. You had to find a way just to get the ball in his hands. Um, Bo make a catch out the backfield. He can line up and slot, do some different things, give him some jet sweeps. I don't hear any excuses about the playbook. Just get the ball in his hands and let him do what he do. Bo knows. If you want to win, let Bowman spin. Oh, I don't geez. think that. I don't think that. I don't think that's going to catch on. Yeah, you know, on the marketing Friday team. Friday night lights. Yeah, I, I missed Friday it. night lights. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. It just so so a... now, now, Ooh. now we've got to deal with you know copyright infringements. So, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Student council ads for uh, for Demarcus Bowman. <laughs> so not good. No, just keep no, working. No, no. Just come back next week. Um, all right, Nick, you're replacing Kadarius Tony. Um, what do you What do you do? Doesn't have to necessarily be his replacement as a position, but what do you do to try to uh, deal with his his loss of production? Well, I, I think I think I like what I like what Silk said. Bo knows, but it wasn't just his production. It was you know last year it was a team focused on Kyle Pitts, and then Kadarius Tony goes off. And then next week is, all right, well, we got to focus on Tony, And now it opens up for somebody else. Um, in terms of production and in a similar, you know, athlete, I think Bowman. But I think it's, it takes, you know, uh, it's going to take more than one player um, to kind of fill that production and, and fill those shoes. Yeah. Uh, so you just have to name some names, Nick. <laughs> Bowman. I said Bowman. That's the only one. I think it's a couple guys. I think you can mix it up. I don't think it has to be – I mean, you want it to be somewhat – like do some of the things that, that KT did. I think we mm -hmm. always make up the production other ways. Like Dan's going to find a way to move the ball and pick up production. But to do some similar stuff that Kadarius did with some of the jet sweeps and um, he just got better with as a, as a route runner his last year and was so polished. So that's going to be hard to make up. But we got receivers. I think to add that dynamic of somebody that can, uh, that you got to account for if they go in motion and for defense to lose they mm -hmm. sleep about, I think Bowman's that guy. Yeah. Who who do you guys have as the Gators kind of bubble screen or uh, end-around guy? Um, 
there's probably a couple, obviously, Bowman. I mean, Trent Winnemore is a guy you can do some of that stuff with, whether it's, you know, out of the slot. Mm. Um, I, I want to see some of that, you know, if we're going back to tight ends, too, those little, like, shovel passes to the tight ends yeah. that, that we've seen. That in the Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. It was a yeah, mention of that to uh, Elks in, in, in scrimmage as well. Or he took one for, like, mm-hmm. 30 yards. Um, th- so there's just a bunch of guys that can get into that mix. I- I'm-, I'm excited about Trump, Trump Winnemore. He's a guy that I think can do that. Xavier Henderson's a guy that, hey, hand, with his speed, hand him the ball, get the ball in his hands however you can. Um, so, yeah, they've got a couple guys, but I'm obviously we're going to keep going back to Bowman. Um, Lorenzo Lingard, too. I think we, he's the right now the forgotten one in that running back room. Right. Try to get him the ball, too. I mean, he, he can scoot. Yeah, he's actually higher on the depth chart. I heard he's having a good camp as well. I think he scooted for one, did some read action stuff with, I think, Emery. Or AR, but I know I know he had a good run as well. Um, he's a guy that also could pick up some production. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, I think that the biggest thing, just answering my first question, um, I think that the Gators are going to replace it just by mismatching more than anything. I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, the reason Kadarius, not the reason, sorry, a reason why Kadarius Tony really showed out last year was the threat of Kyle Pitts and the threat of Trevon Grimes. So I think that what the Gators do this year is they don't have that proven threat is – really do mismatches and that's where i think that you see a lot of dual running back dual tight end uh you know kind of some weird you know positions or some 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 players and some maybe some different positions maybe a tight end in the slot or maybe you have one of your bigger guys uh in the slot and maybe a shiftier guy outside Uh, i think you're going to see a lot of creativity this year this may be just because of the weapons that florida has the types of weapons and then some of the mismatches where you have guys like an elks in the second run um a guy like uh, gamble that you know has proven to be a bit of a threat uh Keon zipper and then you have your your tall wide receivers i mean we've mentioned it a bunch of times how tall and you know lengthy these guys are a wide receiver so i think you see some really interesting mismatches and i think that that's how florida uh is able to replace some of that uh production um and then you guys named all the names for that uh that other uh slot or not slot, pardon me, the, the bubble screen or the, the end around type of guy. So I'm excited to see uh, DeMarcus Bowman be that guy. You know, he's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. And you put a couple of big guys out there to uh, to open up some holes for him. And I think that you can see him take it to the house. He's a he's a home run hitter. Uh, you see it in practice highlights. You've heard about it since he was a, what, a, a freshman or a sophomore in high school. So those are the kind of guys that we uh, – that we need. So looking forward to, to hearing that. So we haven't done this in a while. We're going to get into some more position talk, but we want to get on uh, some callers onto the show. Um, so let's, let's bring some on man. Oh man. We're, we're just going to everybody introduce themselves. Uh, Cause it's just a little bit easier. Just drop your name and Twitter handle and everything else. And let's hang out for a bit. You muted my boy. You got me now? We're good. Yeah, we got you, bro. All right, yeah, it was Valor. Uh, yeah. Okay, Rico underscore Suave zero three on Twitter. Call me Rico, whatever. Hanging out with the boys. See my boy Nick in Vegas. <laughs> good to see him. He horse and all, bro. You know you had a good time. <laughs> I already know. All bro, right. I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on the, I'm on the injury report. Uh, <laughs> I was doubtful, but I showed up. We're playing. It's all good. Hey, we'll be, at, we'll be down the road soon. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, we're gonna tailgate Val in a couple weeks, my dude. Yeah. So I saw you put out the. Uh, you're gonna be at uh, at balls or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm bringing Nick to the balls. There it is. Don't pull up. I, I don't know if I can be able to pull up that week, but um, we'll see what's up. I'm gonna get up there for one of these games. I gotta bring my son to a game. I'm not sure which one, um, but I'm gonna get up there. I think Bama's gonna be too much. I can't take him to Bama game. I, I want to make sure I take him to a W. You feel me? Maybe like maybe like Vandy homecoming's Vandy, so maybe Vandy. There you go. Yeah, I may take him to Vandy. Shout out to uh, Hicks. Me and Hicks gonna be we trying to figure something out for one of these home games, man. I'm trying to get my 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 shoes and on the soil of the grass somehow. We'll see if we can happen on Ben Hill. Yeah, do that for sure. What you feeling about the season, man? Man, to be honest, bro. So I've been thinking about. It. I've been listening. I've listened to so many podcasts now, dog. It's getting crazy. Um, but I got good energy, man. I, I'll be honest. I think that you know we talk about the whole Emory situation and him not starting or whatever. But I think that we're still overlooking the fact that having a dual threat quarterback and what he can do whenever defenses don't know that he's already going to run. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we put him in there last year, last two years, and we already knew he's running right, running left. Um, but when he has a – he's able to open up the field with a pass, that means that that 10-yard run that he made last year will be 30. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because his defense is going to be spread out trying to cover the receivers. As long as we make sure that our receivers are being a threat, which I think Copeland um, and X are um, primed for their big years. Um, I think we got something crazy. I think our running backs will finally get off a little bit. I'm still hesitant about the um, Pierce. Um, Pierce and Davis as far as being our, our lead backs. I think I wish Davis could get back into his freshman form, but I'm not really concerned about the offense, to be honest. I got Dan Mullen as my quarterback. You're not concerned about the offensive line at all? Not even a little bit? I mean, no, I mean, yeah, I'm saying that as a whole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that, that's yeah. a good question. Bro, Dallas, no. I was concerned about the offensive line last year, and we were still able to put up crazy numbers. You know what I'm saying? Now, of course, it's going to be a different offense and stuff like that, but I still got Dan Mullen as my as my offensive coordinator and my coach. So I'm still worried about the defense, to be honest. And I'm worried about – I know we got the um, the D-line's looking good. Got to stay healthy. I'm kind of just – the middle of that defense, I know we got Ventrell, but when you get into that star position in that next linebacker, you know, I want to see how that's going to work itself out because I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not sold on it yet. Mm. So. Bro, Valen was doing 95 on the lying highway, and you slashed his tires with that O line question. Hey, man, I got to keep it. You know, he's saying everything hunky dory. You know, I've got a little. I think the offensive line is going to determine everything for Emory because we need a run game. Mm-hmm. So um, last year we just depended on Kyle to pitch it around the yard a million times. Emory's this is not Emory's skill set. So mm-hmm. the, this offensive line is going to have to create some space in the run game. Uh, we're playing 11 on 11, so that's fun. That should help the offensive line out a little bit numbers-wise. But all this is depending on the offensive line, in my opinion. So you think, like, all right, so let's say we go back to – when was it we played Mississippi State? That was 2018? First year, 2018. 2018, right? So I think about when the offensive line was miserable and they had that really good uh, defensive rush – um, with I think Sweat was there, uh, right? Yeah, and all of them. So we were running around a quick, quick pitch to the receivers. I think that we might, whenever we get up to like Bam and stuff like that, because um, what's his name, the linebacker Will Anderson, is going to be mm-hmm. hell. It's <laughs> problem. It's going to be hell. So you know, I see it being a lot of quick pitch out to the flats, getting the ball in the sp- or getting this uh, ball in the space and making stuff happen. Um, to spread the defense out so they can't just come straight up field because 
you know, like I said, I still don't know what's going on with that right tackle position. I'm pretty sure 56 is still there. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point now, I'm not going to complain no more. Like, it just, it is what it is. We got to roll with the punches. Um, but we got to. I'm not going to say that. Rush. I'm not going <laughs> to complain that he's starting. Right? But if he start whiffing, I got some complaints lined up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Valen, who do you have as a, as a breakout offensive guy, breakout defensive guy, uh, maybe, maybe a surprise uh, name in there as well? Ooh, so let's see. Offensively, that's not obvious. Um, you know, I think I'm going to go with Trent. Okay. And, and the reason I'm going to go with Trent is because I think that even last year, he had his sneaky moments where he's a very consistent receiver. And I think that Emory's going to really rely on that person that's able to consistently get open mm-hmm. um, on a down-to-down basis. I think he's going to be able to be going to get into – I think he'll be in the slot because I don't really see him outside. You got X and Cope on the outside. Um, but I think he's going to be very consistent. He's not going to be big numbers necessary, but I think that kind of like kind of like Jake McGee when he was in that one year, like he was yeah. really getting first downs. First downs, first downs. I think that he's going to be that type of player. Um, What's the next boy? Uh, my guy, Jake. You said what? That was my guy. Yeah, Jake. right. Um, and then defensively, man, I'd probably go with uh, – I think, I think, man, I think Marshall's going to have a big year. And not even, like, just in the fact that he's going to get a lot of burn and he's got Kyrie, he's on the other side. And everything that's that's been said in um, in the scrimmage notes, I don't read too much into them because I'm not there and stuff like that. And people just want to have a narrative, but um, he's picking stuff off. You know what I'm saying? He's playing the ball in the air. Um, so I think he's gonna get a lot of opportunities. I think that he definitely has a, um, a freshman All-American season if he's on the field enough. We were we were just talking about that earlier on the show, and I think. Um talking about what freshmen we thought could end up on some postseason freshman award list. And, and I thought, you know, my only one was Marshall just because of the opportunity he has. When when uh, Jaden Hill goes down, I mean, I expected Marshall to play anyway. Um, but when he goes down, now there's, you know, it's really just Avery Helm and, and, and Jason Marshall over there. Um, you know, and obviously Blades and guys like that. But um, I think the opportunity he has along with the talent um, I agree with you. I think he could have, you know, an all-American freshman type of year. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm also curious to see what um, I got. I got Jadarius Perkins. Mm-hmm. I'm curious yeah, to see how he fits Missouri. in. You know, because I think that he's an older guy. You know, they already like the older the people that have had experience. He came JUCO, but like I think that he has the opportunity to really uh, to really get in there and make and make something happen. Um, whether it be in that slot, like right behind Chavez, which I think that's – or excuse me, in the star position right behind Chavez, um, I think that he has an opportunity to play. And, and I think that's, that may be something that may be getting overlooked a little bit. Um, but, yeah, man, you know, it's almost like we've been talking about the same stuff over and over. It's, it, it, we just need to see the, the, the ball get snapped and see what happens. All right, cool. And then what's a uh... – What's a, what's your prediction for for record and bowl game and all that? So I see, man, you're not you're not gonna get me to say he lost it before the season. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Even so. so, I'm just I'm a fan, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not into I'm not I don't have to be politically correct and to to, to be honest. So I can lie and say we're going undefeated. 
Um, Very good. But, but no, I, you know, I have a lot of confidence in the team, man. I, I really, you know, only one that I would question, to be honest, is, you know, the Bama game, of course, because Bama. Um, I think I think it's a lot of hype around LSU, which, you know, in some ways I can see why, but I still don't. Mm-hmm. We should – that game should have been closed last year. I think we, if we drag them last year, there's not – we're not even talking about this being as much of an L this year. Um, so – yeah, I'm confident, man. You know, I'm, I'll say possibly one L, but I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not counting any L's. I just got confidence. Man. I'm a fan. That's 12 days before football season, right? You can't start counting your L's now, right? Yeah, yeah right. right. Hey, look, and, and if we lose, I'll be I'll be in Midtown drinking my pain away. Yeah. <laughs> All, all I know is Valen did his job at the game. If uh, if the Gators win or lose, he did his job. He showed up. I'm consistent, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if anything, you're consistent. All right, my guy, uh, we're going to let you run. I've got a couple other callers coming in, but thanks for hanging out. We're going to do this a lot more during the season. All right, fellas, y'all take it easy. All right, dude. All right, Valen, have a good one, my dude. Hey, hit me up. Hit me up. We out in town. You know, you know the vibes. Oh, sure, you know man. what we'll be. All right, for sure. Nick's, Nick's buying some mind erasers for us already. <laughs> All right, everybody knows her. Oh God. oh, God. Here you go. Chriselle, you ready? Let's rock and roll. Wow. Wow. Why did you guys have to say? <laughs> everybody knows you. Hey, guys. Hi. Can y'all hear me? We got you. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Sorry. All right. Perfect. Welcome to Stadium and Gale. It's been a while. It has. How are y'all doing? Y'all doing good? I'm doing beautiful, man. It's 12 days before kickoff. You know, um, the cushion isn't big, yes. but the vibes is big. The scrimmages went by. We in camp mode. We about to smash Willie Taggart and the FAU Owls. I cannot <laughs> complain, Chriselle. It's, like, it's, it's just go time. I'm ready to see this caravan take off. Hey, I'm right there with you. I'm ready to go. So what you got us? Undefeated? What you got us at? Let's get these lies off. Um, I want to say, I want to say undefeated. Um, <laughs> so say but it. Looking yeah, at my yeah, home, stop you. Uh, being a little bit realistic. <laughs> so I'm gonna say undefeated, but worst case scenario, like 11-1. Honestly. All right. I'm Ooh, who's a loss to Alabama? Um, nah, fuck that. We're going to beat Bama. <laughs> Full swap. Bro, bro, bro Chris, Chris, Chris shows up with a block. Well, can't go undefeated. Yeah. Because uh, we're being realistic. So we're going to beat Bama. But Bama's getting and railroaded. Gonna <laughs> some random ass I already. But. That's tragic. Like, can you imagine beating Bama than losing to, like, Tennessee the next week? No, 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 we can't do that. No, 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 I'm not even putting that in the air. That's what I was thinking. Like, if you got us beating Bama, like, any other loss is probably going to get damn other fired. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, by the fan base? Not, For sure. On Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. My energy going to be right there. We going undefeated. Fuck it. There it is. No, but our fan base is definitely firing him if we beat Bama and lose to Kentucky or something. Facts. I Facts. Probably not show up on the timeline for at least a couple weeks. You know that is the furthest thing from the truth. You will be back on within minutes. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Talking shit. Uh, 
Chris, who do you have breaking out? Who do you have on offense? Who do you have on defense? Um, offensively, I want to steal fucking Balan's answer. You can do it. <laughs> nah. Um, I, I'm trying to think about breaking out. I do see Trent having a good year this year. Um, but honestly, with him waiting in the wings and not playing last year, I want to see what uh, Lorenzo Lingard does. Um, so I'm gonna put him there for offense, and then defensively, it's gonna be whoever plays opposite of Kyrie to me. Um, and I, I, I'm gonna agree with Alan on that one. I think it's gonna be Jason Marshall's gonna have a breakout here this year. All right. Who, who are some other names that you like or, or that you expect? Or, or who, you know, here's a better question. Who is it th- this year's like crap or get off the pot, right? Like this is this is your one year, no, no more chances after this. Ooh. Oh, that's a hard one. Damn, you threw me for a loop. Mm. Um, oh, no, I don't, I can't really think of anybody that I would say that for except for. He's gonna be gone next year, anyways. Mm. So, mm. I don't know, Dan. No, See, this fine. is why. This is why they don't let women call in the sports talk shows. Oh, jeez! Oh, Letting the women down. But where's yeah. Andy? Good call, Andy. She can help you out. Give Andy a call real quick. You gotta get. <laughs> You gotta have the takes. Yeah, you gotta have takes. All right, Chris, give, give us some takes. Get, get get your get your opinion off. I, I've been around you. I've seen you many times. You are not this quiet and bashful in real I'm life. Not being bashful. I just really don't know who for that question. At least. Um, All right, then I make up your own question and make I up your own think answer. The defense is gonna do a lot better this year. I mean, they can't do much worse than what the fuck we did last year. But I do think that now that some of those pieces are gone on the defense that we talked about. Um, the only thing that's holding us back is Todd Grantham is still the defensive coordinator. So it's time to see what those boys really put up. I think Todd, I think, I think all Todd, he's about to be on heavy seas lap this year. That's my take. Um, the year before was great. Now this seat changes a little bit, right? The high seat. Yeah. I think, I think Grantham got the bodies to save him this year. A lot of heat this year. I think um, that he's going to go transfer to the offensive side of the ball to a particular guy. Yeah, no, I can see that for sure because, I mean, I've been kind of on the fuck heavy train for like mm. two years now. So um, I that's do. Not a, that's I not an endorsement. <laughs> uh, I do agree with that, um, that he does. I think the people, the talent that he kind of has in the defense this year is gonna is going to save head a little bit. Um, so I'm kind of really excited to see the defense and see what they got to do, what they're going to do this year. Um, I do like, uh, Travis and Torrance and I'm kind of ready to see what they do back there. Um, and I know our D line is going to be good. So I think defensively, it's going to be a lot better than what we had. For sure. But we only could go up. Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. And I think a lot of people like reading and going on social media and stuff and seeing 
this talk about Emery versus AR and shit. It's like, first, it's Dan. So what I'm, I not, I'm not going to sit here and question anybody that, that Dan trusts to put out there. Oh, very good. I might a little bit, but I know that he's going to put good product out there. And a lot of people are asleep on Emory for real. So, hey, I'm driving the caravan. You know, I ain't sleep, man. I, 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 he's about to sell off to the NFL. I already told these boys, man. Hey. Um, I believe it. All right, Chris. Number of who do you think? Uh, talk to me. Uh, give me your thoughts on Demarcus Bowman. Do you think he's the uh, the Gators' leading rusher this season, or? Shit, I want them to give him the ball. So, yeah. Very good. See, this is th these are the opinions that we want. We want you to go out and we want you to say things like that, right? You know, make make your make your opinion known. No, I give us an unpopular take you have then. You know, everything that's happened and stuff, I I'm excited to see him play. So I want him out there. Very good. Very good. All right, Chris, well, we're going to let you go. We've got a couple other people that we got to get on, but appreciate you hanging out. We're going to do this a lot more during the season. All right. All right. Thanks boys. Y'all have a good night. Right. We'll see you. All right. Let's see. Mike, you look ready to, to rock and roll. What's up, dude? How much man. Yourself? Not much, man. Hey, uh, introduce yourself, drop your Twitter handle, and then let's hang out for a bit. This is about to be the call right here. Like, this, this is, is it. Not, He's not going to be ashamed takes, to get his man. takes off. We need takes. This is a, this is sports talk, bro. Like this ain't so what, you know. So what's what up? I'm here for man. We hated. No, just getting better <laughs> here, man. So no, I just want to get yeah. your all's opinion on uh, Bama because uh, personally, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm trolling obviously when I talk to him, but I'm honestly not even worried about that game. I'm more worried about Georgia based on the matchups and the trenches and everything. But, I mean, Bama hasn't been in this predicament in terms of what they're replacing under the Saban era. They're like, oh, they just replaced, but, like, they have a first-time QB, doesn't weigh 200 pounds. It's his first road start, and he's a first-year starter, first year starter, obviously. Three out of five new uh, um, position was started on the O-line, new O-line coach, new OC, who's from the NFL as well. They only have one proven receiver who's not a proven number one receiver. And at that, uh, question the tight end with Billingsley, backup tight end, is a former DN. So, I mean, and not to mention, no one such as the last two meetings with Mullen has been seven points and six point deficit. So, I mean, please, I'd like to, I'd like to know wh why, you know, we're going to be underdogs. So, other than just stay on the helmet. Uh, why were the underdogs? I mean, it'll be. That'll probably be like a six and a half, seven point spread. I mean, but I mean, just yeah. I think I think that's appropriate. Uh, this is like they're proven. I feel like I've heard this a thousand times with Bama. Uh, of course, this is the the, the most extreme, right? But I I haven't seen enough kinks in the armor in the past when he's had to replace guys. I think they recruit well enough. They develop well enough. Their staff is just the most competent staff as far as getting these, getting their players ready. I expect a, a like a, a, a Nick Saban outfit on that third game. 
No, I mean, I absolutely don't give full. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's you're right for the picking. This is the right time. I do think this if you're going to beat them at any time, you want them week three with a new quarterback. They play Miami week one. That's a nice little warm up game for them. But who, who knows? We get we get a good look at them. They don't really get a good look at us before week three. Um, so I, I do like where we sit in the situation. But yeah, I expect a, good, a very good Bama football team to show up week three, bro. For sure. Oh, no. That's, oh, absolutely. I'm not, you know, that. I mean, like I said, in the day, Bama, of all, all the respect in the world for him, I just think you're catching them at the perfect time. They're going to put film on King, I mean, the little guy himself is going to, in the day, scramble quarterback. So it's going to help us out. We got the two cupcakes. We're not going to have to really put film on there. So, I mean, it's not right. week seven, week eight. Like, it's, it's more like you, what you alluded to. It's going to be week three. So, right. I mean, I'm cooling. I'm, I'm with four of my buddies. I'm going to yeah. be there and I'm, I'm going to rub on the Bama tears. Hey man, I'm gonna have to pull up. I think you sold me, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Like I, mean, I was in, I was in line for him. I've been lying, like heavy I'm not, on this I'm not show. Even lying. I wasn't, I I'm wasn't where you're lying. at. I know, you, I know you oh. feel like I, I feel that you're being like honest. That you think you're being honest. I mean, you're sincere. I told the time. I, I, yeah, I you're told sincere. The time, but it's all, it's all factors. Yeah, I'm gonna show up to the game now. Like y'all can count. Y'all pencil me in for Bama. I'm pulling up. <laughs> I love that from Mike. Gotta, I troll. <laughs> Uh, Mike goes, I troll, but it comes from facts. But it comes from facts. Yeah, this is this is the most confident Silk has been about Bama. All he needed yeah. was Mike, just a little pep talk, and now Silk's in. Yeah. So I could do Mike pregame, but after we lost on the ride back from Gainesville, it's a bit much, man. Mike want to do game breakdowns of stats and, and like <laughs> really analyze the game. I just want to just escape and not think about life for like three Ooh. hours. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw Bryce's uh, spring tape. I mean, he's, he's gonna be he's he's gonna be good as hell. But I mean, he's not yeah. he's not Joe. He's not the king yet. So I mean, he's still young. So Who how do you, you think? Game... Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Dad. No, no, go ahead. So how you think it plays out week three? How do you foresee us? What do we have to do to beat Bama offensively? I mean, we got a brand new offense. Emory's in charge. We know how Dan Mullen's gonna dive, dive, dive our ass to death. So what do you think? So don't turn the ball dogs. over. Uh, don't turn the ball over is key. Play mm-hmm. to the crowd. Treat, treat like a, a lot like Auburn, to be honest, because it's going to be most type since Auburn. You know, Gator fans have been looking forward to this game for years. They've it's been marked down. Um, but the biggest thing, like I said, you got a first year quarterback at the swamp. That's a recipe for disaster. So ask Bo Nix. I mean, so um, just force a turnover, and you know, just our, our defense, our D line. Our uh, worst case top three to five in the country is highly underrated. People are going to like it, but Grantham is going to have a, a really good season because he has his th- correct pieces. There's a reason the NFL wanted him. He almost, he's almost making two million. He, he's flawed, but when he has his pieces, he's good. It is what it is. Hmm. God, Bo Nix catching stray bullets over here. Not even on the schedule. But Bo's still laying hey, down that game. Bro, Bo Nix is terrible. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, why they fired Gus over that kid. But he's not a good quarterback. And he's a terrible father. And did you – whoa, that's – that's, hey, hey, hey. That's whoa, also whoa, not whoa. an endorsement. Like, um, <laughs> did you see the quarterback wow. that Gatewood went to go play with Gus again at UCF? I thought that was interesting. Pardon? Joey Gatewood transferred from Kentucky. Uh, was at Auburn before oh, with Gus Malzahn. Now he's at UCF with Gus. I thought that was very interesting. No, not a four boy. Yeah, he, we don't hear a lot about him recently. 
Yeah, he's letting the mixed tribe down, to be honest with you. I'm about to just stop <laughs> because if you're a skilled player, you go to Gus Malzahn, let alone twice. I mean, I don't I, I, I don't like I don't claim you anymore. I mean hopefully the kid's a tight end, pulls like a Logan Thomas, but I mean he's not he can't throw. I mean it's just, it is what it is. I don't I mean, think um I don't think Gus actually needs you to throw a lot. He had the what's the word kid, Nick Nick uh his Nick best Marshall, quarterback Nick is Marshall. Marshall. Nick Marshall, that was it. right. That was it. That's all he had. I don't think he was a great uh, throw at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, uh, I think uh, Gus will be decent at UCF. It's a good spot for him. I mean, he can kind of chill. He'll get another, you know, P5 gig. But, I mean, it's UCF. And it's, you know, it can't be Tulsa. But that's, you know, not here nor there. How long do you think Gus Malzahn's at, uh, at UCF? Over under two years. Three years, over under three years. Yeah, three's a sweet spot. I, I say push three. Say three. Actually, I take that. I take I take that back. I say he's going I say two. two. Yeah, I say yeah, two. I put it because he because he, he'll capitalize. I mean, he has a competent quarterback. I mean, yep. they're not used to that type of offense. He's got to worry about one or two teams, and um, they'll lose to Cincinnati and Tulsa again, and you know, finish around number twenty-ish in the country. All right. All right. All right, uh, Mike, you're you're on the timeline a lot. You see a lot of the names people are, are throwing out there: Demarcus Bowman, Nick Elksness, Whittemore Copeland. What what's a name that that you're intrigued? That's maybe not a name that everybody's talking about this year. Freshman or just play yeah, anybody? I'm in, I'm a, I'm gonna go with the center. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Always we just call him Kingsley on the show. Yeah, yeah there's there's a a one name you can't pronounce. I like you. I'm gonna go with him because <laughs> I, I the one thing that intrigued me. They said he's the strong, like arguably the strongest guy on the team, and he's not the biggest guy. So if you can get a guy who um, who can anchor that middle, because you obviously have the big heavies on each side of him. Because the one guy I'm worried about is uh, Jordan Davis. He petrifies me. I actually mm. like him as a player. He's just unfortunately on the you know. Um, on the uh, on Georgia, but um, if you can anchor, you know, uh, sink your hips against Jordan Davis, and you know, not require double team every time. I mean, that's going to be the world. So, you know, and Tim Smith as well. So that's going to be my player. If you, if, I think the old line hinges on him. I mean, you can obviously get by with the right tackle, and then Garage is going to be steady Eddie, and uh, Reese dropped about what 20 30 pounds and white's gonna be a plus so i mean I, that's your key and call i ain't hear a name i ain't hear a name though you got a lot of takes you left a name out oh what uh 56 and in terms of what no you just you said a lot of names that offensive line like what do you expect no, out of 56 no oh, oh, it's a kingsley no, but he said garage is gonna be steady, Eddie. Oh, yeah, oh, he had oh, a gosh. role for everybody, but he stopped at the guy. So I was just like, okay, let's keep the roles I mean, going. I mean, I think for these six, I mean, he he's obviously our best option. He was asked back for a reason. He is what he is. I mean, and but he you can't put a price on experience. I mean, if you're working a lot of uh read options, yeah, for example, I can. He, no, I mean, you could do three step drops. I mean, not it helps, it help, it'll help his pass set. The only the, I only hope is more tight ends. if like they're saying that he's a better run blocker than pass blocker, right? Okay. So that's our best hope right now that like we're going to run heavy. So maybe he is a better run blocker than a pass blocker. So he probably is better suited than not just having to drop back into like, you know, Pat do pass blocking every down. So we'll see what's up. 
Yeah, and also at the same time, you're running more tight, like tight end set that's going to change split to maybe a five tech to a seven tech. Right. It's going to help them out three step mm-hmm. drop. You run it, you know, help them out tremendously. So I mean, like I said, it is what it is. We were six points away from an SEC championship game, in my opinion, we're a more talented team, and Bama and Bama Oregon are both uh, less talented. So I like our shot. So you have Florida going undefeated this year. Pardon? Yeah, Florida go undefeated this season. No chance. One loss. To who? Uh, Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it on here. <clears throat> the, you're gonna get visible. Get the, you're visible give it to Kentucky. Alabama. Give it to Kentucky or somebody, bro. You can't like I don't know what you got going on right now, but you can be you're being LSU. weird. LSU. Okay. <laughs> That's all he wanted to say. He just wants to uh, avoid your wrath. So. I, no, 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 no. I say LSU. I think the two corners are give Emory hell. And it's in, okay. it's in Baton Rouge. So, I mean, I hope I'm wrong because I'll be there. So. I don't think I don't think no corners going to get Emory hell because I trust my wide receivers to, to be able to get, get off on anybody one-on-one. Straight no, up. I, I mean, I'm just worried about Emory's reads. That's the, his progression. I can I see that. Emory. I love his accuracy. I'm, I'm, literally, I've said this numerous times, I'm worried about his progressions. I just hope he just, just, just take off and, and, and like get chunk yards in the run game and like or progresses well, anything that we have to deal with unless it's like third and long or we're in those situations. But um, yes, of course, there's gonna become a point in time in football where you just gotta go through progressions, you Absolutely. know. But I think he can make up some of that not being able to go through uh, progressions like trash with with his feet. Yeah, I mean, as if it's uh, even if it's one or two step, uh, first second progression, just you know. Uh, take off. I mean, I'm all for it. Right. All right, Mike. Appreciate you coming. Appreciate you for coming to hang out with us, my dude. You got no, me coming man, to this Bama it. game. I just, t- I just, I just hit up my dudes, man. See yeah. if they give me some hey, Bama man, tickets. Right up, Pulling man. up. I'm gonna say it's been a pleasure not seeing Nick tonight. I'm down bad in Vegas, and then you're just, you're just kicking me <laughs> off. No, I appreciate you kicked on. enough. You got it, bro. We'll have you on more in the uh, in the future. Appreciate you. I did. Have a good one. Mike, there you go. We got you up. We got one more coming on, but he's at the gym right now. So whenever he notices, he's ready to come on. There he is. He got the Amazon leggings on. There he is. Hey man, y'all chill out, man. All right, we Gator got Gator mother. headquarters on the phone. Gator motherfucking headquarters, what's going on? We hanging right out a little bit, man. We getting, uh, we're talking a little fall ball talk, man. We're getting our lives off. Mike was just on here saying we're going to beat Bama. I'm trying I heard to figure him. out what you got going. You heard him. Oh, you backstage? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm tuned in. I'm working out, but I'm tuned in. Yeah, I mean, I'm with my boy. Fuck Bama. What you mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to keep it. I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm keep it 100. On the timeline, I you know I keep it. I don't talk too reckless, but you know, just like I don't react to every practice clip that come out. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I right. be I be tuned in to the streets what they be saying. But man, fuck Bama. If 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 we gonna if we gonna beat them anytime when we uh, like when we gonna beat them? Right. It's perfect time. Yeah. It's, per- it's perfect game time. Three. We in the swamp. Um. Uh. Historically, Nick Saban, even though you know. I've seen his program evolve since those days, but historically he has an issue with mobile quarterbacks. 
So right. I feel I feel like we got the recipe, especially Dan Mullen. Like I feel like the kind of offense he run is is prototypical for beating like a Nick Saban type system. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's gonna be. I think Bama, you know, it, and rightfully so, they they getting the accolades right now because they got a proven track record. I mean, they've been for sure. on top for, for like you know most of the past decades. You know, so you know I get why they're favored or, or whatever why nobody giving us a chance but sometimes i don't understand why against teams like georgia you know i guess because they they win the recruiting title every year i don't get why they get so so much benefit of the doubt when they they haven't right. accomplished it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but you know i'm with mike though Fuck Bill, man. yeah i think it's opportune time i think um i think our staff uh, like gunning for that game right now. I don't think we have to game plan for the first two games, so it'd be very wise for them to be. I don't think Bama has that same luxury. I think they do have to come uh, with a game plan and ready to play Miami because everybody's gonna play Bama. It's Bama. Bama's everybody's Super Bowl. So they do got to prepare for that game a little bit. Um, so I do yeah. think it's, it's an opportunistic year, man. Uh, if we can win that game, that could do wonders for this regime, yeah. the program, like th- th- this would do, this would do wonders for us, man. So and, I'm pulling and I up. Think, I got to. And I, and I think the Miami game will give us I think we can learn a lot from that considering mm-hmm. that, you know, they, they got a quarterback like Derrick King and you know, he does some of the things that Emory does, you know, even though it's a different system, but we can kind of see, you know, how they match up and how they de- how they decide to play um Derrick King, you know what I'm saying? Right. Who do you have as uh, who do you have as the leading interception getter beyond? Well, I guess just who do you have as the leading interception getter on this team? I mean, I gotta go with Kair. I know. I mean, I know he probably not is gonna get as as many targets as the uh, the other side. Um, I'm gonna go with Kair. I want to say I want. I'm. 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 You know, I want to say Trey Dean, but I'm gonna go with Kair. I'm going to go with Kair for my ass on that one. I like that. I like that. Uh, who so, do you have as the uh, the leading rusher on the team? The leading rusher. Uh, running back. Uh, you know, we are running back by committee. Um, the leading rusher. I'm going to say um, – I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb. I want I want to say Lingard, but I don't know how I don't know how they're gonna utilize them. I, I don't know how they're gonna utilize them, boys. You know what I mean? But I've been I've been hearing some you know I've been hearing some things. But I'm gonna go with Naquan. Okay. I like that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Naquan. I think I like he, Lingard I think, too. I, yeah, I like Lingard too. I just want to see how he developed and what he got going on. How they how they utilize him. But as far as what I've seen, I think Naquan is the most complete back we have you know what i mean yeah yeah lingard's kind of like the only one not getting talked about you know what i mean right yeah i mean i don't i haven't heard anything about right no but i also agree with you he's like like malik davis is your pass catcher uh damian mm-hmm. pierce might be like your goal line guy naquan Wright does both like he, he can run yeah. around you um run through you he can catch the ball um, so to me, I'd start Naquan. You got to figure out yeah. a way to get Bowman on the field and get touches. Um, Most and definitely. I'm, and I'm intrigued by Lingard too. So yeah, so and 
I'm just curious to see how the improvements on defense, man. That's that's really what I'm I'm looking to see. I think Grant. I think I mean we can't be no worse, bro. <laughs> I think what what historically that was the worst defense in Florida history. Worst yeah, thing I ever saw in my life. Yeah, I don't bro, know what was going on, bro. I, I've never seen anything like that, bro. And then yeah, like Marco was looking good preseason. Like we gotta have that conversation, but Marco was looking really good preseason. <laughs> Um, I don't know. He's looking like a different guy. So I don't know what was going on last year. Dan Mullins. Yeah. Dan Mullins been a coach for 13 years, and he fired one coach before last year. Marco's looking good. I think that was a good secondary, and there's a reason there's two new secondary coaches. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I think that was a that was a big part of it, man. I think I think the uh, the changes in in the in the secondary coach is going to pay huge dividend. I like our, I like our new cornerback coach, man. Interesting, interesting. Um, who's your, your breakout freshman beyond uh, Jason Marshall? Ooh, beyond Jason, because that was going to be my answer. I'm going to say um, breakout freshman beyond Jason Marshall. You know what? I'm going to go with, um, I'm gonna go with Burke, man. All right. I'm going to have to go with Burke, man. I've been, I've been, I've been hearing that boy been balling in camp. And then every time I see, you know, every time I see the videos they put out, he on there. So yeah, we haven't seen a camp like this since uh, from a freshman since Antonio Callaway, bro. Like, and and people, you know, fans like to react to every little clip that come out, bro. And I'm like, bro, this is camp, bro. We go through this every year, dog. Like <laughs> motherfuckers acting like this shit the gospel. <laughs> it's a million snaps at practice, man. They think like one one clip just like solidifies everything in Bruh, the whole season. These people, people got crazy. Relax. They don't even know what the team working on at all. <laughs> That's the, the thing the about Cliffs. They're like, oh, yeah. look at this guy Whiff. It's like you don't even know what his responsibility was, bro. The last thing I'm worried about. I don't think the Dan Mullen coach team is though. offense. The huh? last thing I'm worried about with the Dan Mullen coach team is offense, especially in year three or four, bro. Like, come on, yeah, he's gonna put a comp- he's gonna put a competent product out there uh, offensively. Uh, I seen the miracle he did with Felipe uh, year one, so. I'm not. I'm not expecting a shit show right. offense, but I am ready to critique my offensive line and um, any. That's inat- the only thing I'm worried about. For sure. That's the only thing I'm worried about, bro. Offensive line, bro. That's the really. That's been our only um, weakness on offense the last couple of years. To be honest with you, last year if we had a if we had a a decent O line, bro. We would have won. We would have won a lot. We would have been in a lot more games. Well, yeah, what yeah, true. yeah, true, yeah, true, yeah. The line wouldn't matter if we had at least a, a decent defense. <laughs> but yeah, bro, that's my um. I'm gonna say that's my breakout freshman. Um, I'm, I'm honestly, bro, like I'm interested to see. Um, it's a like it's players that I've been waiting to see for years, bro. Like, like motherfucking um Rick Wells. I want right. to see how he contribute. I want to see um. I want to see uh I don't I can't pronounce buddy name but he a DN uh, edge Russia he got a, like Prince African, Prince African, Prince African Prince Lee, Lee. yeah yeah I want to see what are you I, saying Nick I want to oh, see Princely <laughs> I want to see Princely you know what I mean they already say GD out there eating you know what I mean so. Yeah, the pass rush should be bananas, man. Um, I think the defense is gonna step up, be better this year. That that don't mean that I'm gonna be absolutely excited about the scheme or whatever 
we got going out. And I just think we got better talent going out out there this year. So naturally, we have a better defense. Honestly, bro, I think if they if they if they use utilize a lot more press man coverage like we used to do, I think that'll help out help our defense a lot, especially our secondary, bro. We just couldn't get to the passer last year, and mm-hmm. I think when you got um. You can't get to the passer who's, who's out of position with the defensive tackles. Like, so we had uh, Zach playing in the middle to start the season. So that kind of threw off our rhythm early in the year with pass rushing. Right, just, right. I mean, Cox coming like you, uh, pause. Uh, Cox doing his thing. Uh, he started getting into a little rhythm pass rushing wise, but then he wouldn't set the edge. So I, right. I think our defensive line is more solidified this year. And it starts up front. If they start, what's if, up? If we get to the the Russia uh, fast. Of course, we could jam guys at the line of scrimmage because they ain't got to cover guys for a whole six seconds. What's so, up with Bogle? A Bogle about to eat. That's my guy. That's who I yeah. got. Um, that's my that's my dude on defense right now. Breakout player, MVP of the defense. Just put a little shit load of stats. I know Brenton Cox is the the big name at, at that position, but I think Bogle gonna have a real big year. Man, I've been waiting for both of them, man. Like, it, but it feels like that that I'm looking. What, what's up with Hopper? Are we gonna find let let that man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, well, I don't right think I have a choice. We'll see him. We'll see. Okay, but that's yeah, what I, I want to see on the field. Like, I'm ready to see these athletic kids that we've been recruiting. That we was excited about getting Hopper. So I'm ready to see his development. Uh, we 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 know what the other regime, the linebackers they brought in. I want to see the new guys. Let's yeah. see what's up. But all right, besides and besides that, I just want to get your opinion on the opener. Like, um, how y'all think that Miami Bama game on look Georgia Clemson? What's your prediction? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Miami doesn't cover their 19. Damn, Braves like 19. I don't that's think they a, cover. That's a rough Damn, opener. Bro. That's a rough, rough, bro. Yeah, yeah, and I had to. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think I, I, honestly, I think that Bama defense is gonna be a little too much for them boys. I think it's not gonna balance. I don't out. think the receiving core. I think Miami has like a good run game that I think they better get some stuff off. I do think um, Lashley can scheme. He's gonna scheme some things open. They're gonna get some things open. They're gonna have some explosive plays. Definitely, um, no doubt. But I just Definitely. don't think they have the personnel to hang with Bama uh, and to rotate. Yeah. They don't have any pass rushes on defensive end. They got the linebackers. Uh, linebackers is, is is mid. I'm not even believing in that secondary. They they, they trying to lie about a little bit. Um, I just don't see it. I think my I, I don't think they cover that 19. I think it's ugly. I'll be honest. About- man, I don't, I'm not even sold on Derek King, man. I think that he's not good. at all. I think that he's fine. I think that you know he had a good good time at Houston. Um, you know, obviously coming off injury, I just I just don't know if I buy him as a guy that's going to be this, you know, Heisman guy or even a, a top three or top four ACC quarterback. I just I just don't see it. I mean, you know, I, I ACC hope the best is so kid, bad. But like, I know, but I st- I just don't think that Derek King's that good to be honest with you. I think that he's like he's he's obviously athletic, but I think he struggles with accuracy. I think he struggles with the deep ball, and I think he struggles with decision making. All things that Miami with a kind of a bad offensive line, you know, probably in a worse situation than Florida. I think that he's going to struggle. I think he's going to struggle mightily. And I think his confidence is going to get shaken. And I just don't see it, man. Yeah. My sentiments is exactly. I think he's, I mean, he, he's good. I think he's overhyped in the media though. I don't know. For yeah. some reason they want, they want Miami to be back so bad, you know what I mean? But we'll see. Yeah. I'm just not, nothing. 
anybody outside of Miami is buying it like that. Anybody, I mean, of course, the media got a hype. They're gonna the, the name, the market. He's getting his nil stuff. Like and it's good for college football, it's right? But I didn't see the throws. Like when when it came down, he had to stretch the field. It just wasn't there. He couldn't throw, make throws in tight windows. And that, those type of throws you got to, to make and, and playing a team like Bama. You're gonna need a big arm and have to make some things happen. And we also gonna see if that that knee is really healthy in live action. Yeah, yeah, they definitely gonna test it. For but sure. It, I think over. I think if like it's gonna, it's gonna come down to the trenches, boy, hey, bro. And I don't think them, I don't think them boys gonna match up. For sure. Hey, click clap, man. We gotta get up out of here, man. Yeah, man. My you phone hanging out, with y'all boys. Yeah, oh man, what you gonna listen to, man? We catch your whole workout, right? Man, I'm to get the. I'm about to get the charge out the car, man. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate if you need some music right. recommendations, just hit my DMs. I got you. <laughs> All right, that Tavius, I got you. <laughs> All right, hey, go motherfucking Gators. You ain't a Gator. You a motherfucking hater. <laughs> oh man, click clack. Always one of my favorite callers of any show. Just any, my favorite human. One of my favorite human beings of all time. All great right, guy, great guy for the most part. Um, I got a bunch of stuff uh, that we can talk about next week. Let's just push it to next week. Uh, let's give a shout out to our friends before we get into buy or sell at Prize Picks. So if you are looking to do uh, some uh, daily fantasy, you're looking to do uh, some props, uh, check out Prize Picks. Use promo code SG. I'll get a dollar for dollar match all the way up to a hundred bucks. A bunch of you guys have already signed up. We appreciate that. PrizePicks.com promo code SG. All right, boys. Uh, buy or sell. We forgot to put these on the Twitter timeline today, so we'll, we'll remember to do that next week. Nick Elksness, the guy that everybody's talking about at tight end, rookie phenom, buy or sell 12, let's just say 11 and a half catches, buy or sell. Buy. 11 and a half plus, I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, I, ha- I had to. After all I talked about earlier in the pod, I got to buy that. All right, buy. So – we fly high, no lie. No lie. Balling. I'm buying it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell. Um, I think that he's gonna be a great what? player. I think that he's gonna have an impact, but I don't think, I think he gets, he gets nine or ten catches this year. I think, uh, you know, you're not seeing as much gamble zipper. You know, I think that you know, Elksness is gonna be a guy that plays a bit, but, but I'm gonna sell eleven and a half catches. I think he ends somewhere around, you know, eight, nine, ten. Uh, I think Ford has a lot of pass catchers this year, so I'm gonna sell that one. I'm surprised that I'm selling and Nick's buying. Nick's usually a seller, you know. But Bro, that was like a that was like when you were you, know, you had the old CD player. That was like a, a record skip. Silk's halfway through the song, and, and Dan shakes up the CD player. Right, ruined it. Hater. My my bad. Yeah, that's my that's my. I'll work on it for next season. That's all, right. all good. Uh, buy or sell Josh Braun is starting on the offensive line by the Alabama game. Woo. I'm going to buy it just because I got to buy it. Um, shout out to Braun. I think, I think Braun's the starter by then. I think you know, they, they should give him some opportunities in those two games. And I think on film, um, he's going to be able to show that he's a better uh, offensive lineman. I don't know if that, that he is right now. I think we'll all find out in those first two games, but yeah, I'm buying it. I'm going to sell just because of the time. I think by the end of the year, he will be starting. I just think those first – That was a rough week. That's a rough week. That's that's a rough week. Uh, I can see I don't that. Think, 
I don't think he'll start versus Bama, but he might start uh, soon after. You think he'll be? You think he'll earn his spot in that game, Nick? I think so someone might earn it for him. Yeah. Oh, very good. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy. I think that Josh Braun is a guy that's that's talented. I think that he's gonna earn his way on the field. I think that he's gonna start uh, that Alabama game. I think the game before um, is against USF is the game that he starts. Uh, he comes to Tampa. Tampa boy, plant high school grad. Uh, right. No, I lied. He's from Lake City, so never mind. I still think he starts the <laughs> USF game. Uh, gets him ready for uh, for that game against uh, against Alabama, and I, th- I think that he starts. I think that he's too talented uh, not to play, and uh, you know Florida needs some help, you know, in pass catch or in, in pass uh, protection and uh, and rushing. So I have him starting, and then finally, boys, let's get into it. We're we're a week before the game starts. We got some NCAA futures out. We got some over unders out. Uh, Florida right now sits in the ninth best odds to win the national championship. So uh, this has Florida at minus or at, at plus thirty three hundred. So you bet a hundred bucks on the Gators to win the national championship, you win thirty three hundred bucks. All right, boys, buy or sell that Florida finishes ranked ninth or higher at the end of the season, ninth or higher to conclude the season. Ninth or higher is going to require you 10, 11 wins. Mm-hmm. How, how are we buying and selling this? Buy, no, 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 buy the Gators are ranked. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can say higher or lower. Or buy the Gators ranked ninth or higher or sell. The Gators ranked 10th or lower. Sell. I think they ranked 10th or lower. Like so said, I think to to be nine or higher, you've got to – that's 10, 11 wins. Um, and I, I think 10 is probably – in terms of the regular season, 10 is like the ceiling, I think, in, in my right. mind for Florida. Right now. Sorry, this was to conclude the entire season, so bowl game included. I'm a sell. Okay. All of them. I'm a sell. All right. Well, I Come know on. which one of you guys don't have the Gators going undefeated this season. Um, no, I, I lie in different <laughs> segments. You know, like you guys You're just are hedging your bet. You guys, yeah, you guys are coming back to this segment to, like, you know, to. Uh, to see if I wrote the audit my lies. So I, I need to be a little clean here. I need someone not to audit my lies. So I've already lost track. Oh, of Nick, don't, don't worry. We, we got it in a tracker and all. We're going to keep track of the amount of money you would have lost if you bet $100 on every bet. All right, well, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy. Okay. I, think that the Gator, I think the Gators finished somewhere uh, between six and uh, six and eight. Uh, to end the season. Uh, I think that Florida puts it all together. I I think that they step up uh, significantly on defense. I have the Gators doing well on offense Uh, for all intents and purposes of this show. Somebody's got to buy. So I'll do it today. Silk has the Gators beating Alabama um, and not finishing in the top 10. So, um, you know, it's going to show we're running today. Bro, Silk has got a wild season planned out in his head. No, I'm just like I'm just covering my my courses. I've been doing this for okay. a long time, Nick. So if you say a little bit on each side, okay, you cover yourself, man. So I could I could pull a tape from either side right now. So I'm good to go. I love it. 
<laughs> Silk's gonna Man. post a see, a see I told you so, and he's got like seventy one clips lined up. Yeah, I got, love it. I got takes from every <laughs> angle, so. Oh man, that concludes buy and sell. Silk, get us into the Manscaped ad ring, and while you're doing that, think of what your song of the week is going to be, my friend. I think I know my song of the week too. I've been grooving lately. Um, shout out to the great folks at Manscaped.com. Thanks for providing me with the greatest deodorant of all time, and it's not for my armpits; it's for my balls. Be sure Ooh. to use coupon code SG at checkout. Get the deodorant. Get the lawnmower 4.0 glows in the dark you know um nice little light so you won't skimp anything skin safe technology waterproof you could do it in the shower coupon code sg at checkout for 20 percent off free shipping take care of them family jewels already all right so <sighs> what have been grooving to lately take us out i got you bro a nice little tune yesterday. Nice little jingle. It is called Big Luther by GQ. Big Luther by GQ. Nice little jingle. Yeah. We out of here? Same corner, same time? Same corner, same time. We are out of here. Bet. Hey, safe travels, Nick. I'll try. Nick, I hope you get. I hope you feel better. <laughs> get some money, bro. <laughs> it, it's the. Uh, it's definitely the allergies out here. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It was. Or it COVID. It wasn't. It wasn't, excessive, <laughs> it wasn't excessive drinking. It better not be COVID. <laughs> I think it's probably a lot of things. Nilk. 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 You go again with this nilk. Oh, out of here. Nick. I think we it's a lot of things, Nick. Shout out the Nilk boys. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> we, like we Bradgelina out here. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, Y'all are funny. All right, boys. Lost control. Same corner, same time next week. All right. Look at where I'm at like it don't make no sense Made a move for all the ones that never flinched Every time I take a sip I think of Flint Make sure my family left with some I leave a print Going hood to hood like them ghetto twins BZ used to tell me I was special then Partner wearing orange, need attorney efforts I ain't had a good laugh since Bernie left us She was burning sage, I was burning duchess Everything on time, I've been trying to rush it if you feel this shit, that mean I did this right <laughs> Wonder how you other artists sleep at night Bro was riding dirty before he had a tent Hoodie for the good friend that came and went Say you ain't about bullshit, but hype that Wonder why it's like that Trippin' like, you don't get enough what? All watch, wintertime snuck up Shit done got easy from the tough luck Likeable the ones you said was stuck up Luther got flipped, you know I'm good for this one Me and Ninth Click, it's really hard to miss one 
Way we are, probably what I'm sick from Columbus got his own day, they should give Nip one T, I get a check, I say I'm ballin' out I was being y'all back when y'all was out Compassion got a large amount Crazy Michael Jackson fans, me and her be ballin' out Hoodie for the good friend that came and went You might do it, but you don't do it the same extent Say you ain't bout bullshit, but hype that Wonder why it's like that